and welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla Show. I'm your host, Dr. Carolyn Frankavilla, board-certified family physician and diplomat of the American Board of Obesity Medicine. I've been helping patients lose weight to treat and prevent medical problems for the last 10 years, and I'm taking what I've learned from them to you. In this podcast, you will learn the science behind why you struggle with your weight and what to do about it, tips for common challenges, work to fight bias about what a healthy weight really is, and improve your relationship with food and your body. Please remember that while I'm a doctor, I'm not your doctor. This podcast is meant to be informational in nature only, not medical advice. Please seek out care from your physician for your specific needs. Okay, let's get started. and welcome to the Dr. Frankavilla show. In this episode, we are going to talk about surviving the holidays, how to keep your health on track while going through the holiday season. So before we get started, I just want to say I recognize not everyone celebrates holidays at the same time of year. Not everyone celebrates Christmas. That is what my family celebrates and that is what a lot of my patients celebrate. So that is some of what we're going to be talking about today. You may also be listening to this podcast at a different time of year. So you might save it, go back to it, you know, around Thanksgiving next year, or you might hang in and go for the ride because I think you're going to learn a lot in this episode that you can use for lots of circumstances in your life. Okay. But today we are focusing on that holiday season. Thanksgiving was just a couple days ago for me. And that means we are in about six weeks of challenging time to take care of our health. So one of the most challenging times a year for my patients is definitely the holiday season. So I have always taken that head on. Okay. So we always address that every visit this time of year. A lot of times we do group sessions around that because the challenges people have are pretty universal this time of year. I always start off our group session with asking, why is this time of year so hard? Why are the holidays so hard? And there's a bunch of answers that people will shout out, you know, holiday parties, right? There's lots of events, lots of get-togethers, lots of temptations to eat food that is fine in moderation, but but if you're doing it for six weeks, can be a really big problem. There's a lot more events this time of year. So your schedule gets busier. That means there's not as much time to meal prep. That means there's not as much time to exercise, not enough time for self-care. These can be things like your kids' recitals, work parties, annual traditions, travel to see family. So our time constraints go up this time of year. The other thing that happens around the holidays for most of us, definitely where I'm at, is the days get short shorter. And so we have less daylight to work with. You know, it gets like dark and cold at five where I'm at. And I just want to sit on the couch with a cuddly blanket by my fireplace. I don't want to necessarily go work out or go to the grocery store or do some of those things that I might do in the summer when it is bright until nine o'clock at night. We've got Christmas shopping. We have traveling for a lot of people. And I have an upcoming podcast on tips for travel that I think you'll get a lot out of. So it is a challenging time. There's lots of different variables going on. 
So even if you don't celebrate the traditional holidays that I'm talking about in this podcast this time of year, they trickle, I think, to everyone because at least where I'm at, winter becomes sort of this whole festival, right? There are events, there are samples everywhere you go, there are treats being brought to the office. It is just a time of year where for a lot of us, there are many, many things getting in the way of our health. So what are we going to do about this? Okay, so today I'm going to walk you through a few steps that you can do to prepare and get through this time of year while maintaining your health. And then we are going to talk about the challenges that my patients always bring to me and what to do about those. And then I'm going to leave you with some homework so that you can actually write out your plan to get through this really challenging time of year and maintain your health. Okay. So step one, setting goals is really important for anything in life, but especially around health. And you want to set a realistic goal for this time of year. So if you have been maintaining your weight all year, your goal might be to continue maintaining your weight. If you have been going into the holiday season and you had previously been losing a lot of weight or making a lot of changes to your health, this may be a time of year where you focus more on maintaining that number as opposed to expecting yourself to lose more weight. You might be setting yourself up for failure and frustration. So a lot of my patients, we set that goal. Let's just maintain, okay, let's weigh ourselves around Thanksgiving and let's plan that on January 1st, the scale is going to have the same number as it does right now. If you're expecting to keep losing five or 10 pounds a month, because that's what had happened the past few months, that that may not happen this month. If it does, great. I'm not saying it's not possible, but you might go into one of those phases where you get frustrated and have a hard time sticking with your plan if you set yourself up for failure. So I would say set a goal to maintain your weight during this time of year, okay? So then number two, step number two, plan to stick with your current plan as much as possible. So whatever you have been doing so far, I want you to try to keep doing that for the next six weeks, right? During this hard time period. So one thing that has surprised me is how many of my patients who are on medication for their weight stop taking it when they travel or during the holidays. That is exactly when you should be taking your medication, okay? The medications should be allowing you to enjoy food, but eat less of it or eat less often. And so if that's not the case, you should definitely talk to your clinician about why that is. But this is when you need them, right? So that will allow you to eat a moderate portion size, enjoy your food, enjoy your treat, and move on, right? So if you're taking a medication, keep taking that. If you're on a current exercise plan where you have a schedule, Try to stick to that as much as possible. Make it sort of a non-negotiable in your schedule. And if you have a specific nutrition plan, whatever that may be that is working for you, try to stick to that as closely as possible most of the time. Okay, so moving into step three. So step three is where we're going to really get into the nitty gritty here. In step three, this is where we make our plan. So there's a lot to this step. So in step three, this is what I go through with my patients and what we'll do at this group visit together is come up with a really good plan for how we can have fun. Okay, so step three is have fun. 
And if your life is anything like mine, there are lots of opportunities to have fun this time of year. And all of them seem to involve food. And a lot of those foods seem to be desserts and sweets and things that might be fine for you in moderation. But after six weeks of having them a few times a week, you're probably not going to feel great. You're probably not going to be any healthier. And you may even gain weight depending on your health status, right? So what are some of these things that pop up? You know, for me, there might be hot cocoa, some of the special Starbucks drinks, hot cider, mulled wine, peppermint bark, pumpkin pie, candy canes, advent calendars, sugar cookies, uh, gingerbread houses, all sorts of chocolates and cookies and treats that get delivered to my office, maybe that staff even brings in, holiday parties, office parties, neighborhood get-togethers, family get-togethers. There is a lot of opportunities for snacks and treats. Okay. My family alone has three Christmases and no one in the family is even divorced. Okay. So we have a lot of events for most of us. And if we were to fully just embrace that day and not think twice and just eat everything at each of those events, we probably would not be in a good place on January 1st, right? So we want to kind of look at what our life is going to look like over the next six weeks and come up with a plan for how we're going to navigate that. Enjoy those events. Enjoy this special time of year. Enjoy our family, but get on the scale in January and feel proud and get to the gym in January and feel like we still have that progress that we've made and not feel tired and crummy, right? Which is for me how I'll feel. I know if I eat every single one of those things that come my way. That being said, a lot of these treats and foods are things that are part of our traditions and are very important to a lot of us to celebrate the holidays. So what I recommend is that you pick one or two or three, depending on how uh, many opportunities there are, how many things are special to you, how aggressive you're trying to get with maintaining your health or improving your health. Pick a few things that it wouldn't feel like the holidays without, right? Maybe it's your grandma's sugar cookies, or maybe it's the mashed potatoes, or maybe it is the peppermint mocha frappuccino. That might be mine. But you are going to pick a couple of those things that feel really special for the holidays and just say, you know what? I'm going to have that. Okay. I'm going to have it in moderation. I'm going to have a portion size. I'm going to have a reasonable amount. I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to be special. And then I'm going to move on. Right. But then when I'm walking through the mall later and they're sampling out that peppermint bark, I'm just going to have to say, no, thank you, right? I can't have every treat that comes my way. So come up with a few that are important to you and that you feel like you can enjoy in moderation and just move on. So to make up for this, you might have to come up with some new traditions. You might have to, maybe you don't make gingerbread houses this year out of cookies if that is a challenging time for you to not eat a bunch of sweets. Maybe instead you make them out of cardboard or felt, make it a crafty sort of thing and something that you can enjoy again in the future. Maybe you use, this is a trick I learned from my sister, your old Halloween candy. You save that up and you use that for your gingerbread house and it's maybe not looking that hot anymore, maybe not looking that appealing right? So there are different ways you can enjoy the holidays without food. Maybe your family will decide to make ornaments together, do something completely different that doesn't involve food. So you might find some new activities that don't involve some of those treats or treat making in the past. Okay. Step three, continue planning to have fun. 
there's a lot of events. And again, if you go all out at each of these events and eat all of the things at all of them, you're probably not going to feel great. You're probably not going to be reaching your health goals. And the scale is probably not going to be where you want it to be in January. So I recommend picking one or two events where you really want to celebrate the holiday. So maybe that's actually Christmas day. Maybe that's a Christmas Eve celebration your family has. Maybe it's an office party. Maybe your boss is awesome and takes you out to a really fancy dinner and you want to be able to just enjoy that with your coworkers. Whatever it is, Pick one or two times to celebrate the holiday, to put things on your plate without thinking about it too much, and really enjoy, right? Maybe feeling like your your old self, the self before you were having to think so much about food and, and your lifestyle choices. And, and then just, you know, have a moderate amount, enjoy and move on. But when you plan those in advance, it makes it a lot easier to say no thank you or to plan to eat a little healthier at other events that are coming up because you are not feeling restricted, you know, hey, I have these couple events where I'm going to really, really enjoy myself. Okay. So that is another really important part of this step is to plan for which events are going to be those ones where you just enjoy the holiday, but not every single one of those Christmas parties probably is going to be it. Okay. Okay. So step four is Find ways to go out of your way to be active, okay? Step four is staying active. So I already said stick to your plan as much as possible, but I think for most of us, this gets really hard at the end of the year because we are pulled a lot of different directions. Most of us have more social events on our calendar, more commitments to our family on our calendar. And again, in most of the country, our days are shorter. And I think when it gets dark out at night, it's just harder to fit a bunch into the day. So you may need to be adding additional plans to be active to your schedule above and beyond exercise, which again, if you're like most of my patients or like myself, it easily gets pushed out of the way this time of year. So that may mean planning to do some more outside activities this time of year. Maybe that means planning to do some indoor activities that involve movement. Maybe you go roller skating or ice skating or bowling with your family and that becomes a new event or a tradition. Maybe when you get together with friends or family for events, you try to find a way to make it active, go on a walk after you eat, things like that. So you may just need to plan that activity a little bit more. Oh, one of my favorites on this, if you have not seen Bad Mom's Christmas, it is a hilarious movie. And in this movie, they all kind of break tradition and they go to this trampoline place. There's three generations. They're all jumping around one of these crazy trampoline places, having a blast. Definitely not a PG movie, but hilarious and just kind of shows like shaking up holiday traditions. You can have fun. And in that case, they got some movement in. So try some new things, get some movement in, but it is an easy time of year to cuddle up with a cozy blanket. So make sure you are planning for activities. Okay. All right. So at this point, I've gone through the plan with my patients and they're like, okay, yeah, that sounds like a, a great plan, Dr. Frankavilla, but I have a problem. Okay. What's the problem? All right. Problem number one, challenge number one that I'll get from a patient is what do I do about the food pushers? That sounds great. I may have every intention of going into that Christmas Eve dinner and I tell myself I'm just going to eat some of the chicken and a bunch of salad and I'm not going to have dessert because I know on Christmas day, I really want to have the bread pudding. And so that is what I'm planning on. And I don't want to have dessert every night this week. 
what do I do? What do I do when I'm brought the pumpkin pie and I don't really want it? And I know it's not going to help with my health plan. What do I do? I don't want to feel rude. This happens all the time, right? I think this has happened to every single one of us. And I think it's a common reason why a lot of us overeat and don't eat healthy food is that we're kind of, we have these cultural norms, the food is being pushed on us. So there's a few ways you can deflect this, still be polite and not offend your friend or relative. So the first is the, oh, I'm so full. I just don't think I could possibly enjoy that right now. If that's not enough, if there's still food pushing after saying, hey, I'm full, then you could say, I'd love some for later. Would I be able to take some to go? Now, you have a couple of choices. Once you take that food to go, you could throw it away. You could put it in the freezer and maybe have it in a month, or you could just forget it in the car. You know, that's, that's all uh, reasonable choices. So it's not your responsibility to eat food just because someone else wants you to. Okay. So you got to let go of some of that, but you have to find your way to navigate that without feeling rude or disrespectful. Another thing is just to comment on how great the food looks without taking it. I'm so full. That looks so beautiful. That smells so good. Can I get the recipe? So this deflects the conversation a little bit. It shows your appreciation for the food, shows the appreciation for the effort they went into, and it doesn't make you have to eat it. So these are some things you might plan in advance. Um, depending on your relationship with the person, you might also just tell them your health goal. Be like, that looks so good. Maybe I'll bring home some for later, but right now I'm really focused on eating less sugar. Okay. So we all know what this person says next, right? Oh, I'm trying to eat less sugar. I'm full. I just, I'm good. What do they say next, right? That person, it seems like they always say, oh, have a little, it's not going to hurt. It's just a little. And I totally agree with that person, right? I would say that to any one of you. The problem is this time of year, there's a little, a lot of the days. And so I think we have to keep that in mind. And so that's where we have to keep our own health goals in mind. And we have that person, that pusher, that kind of sabotager. We need to just have a plan and we can be direct with them and say, you know what? I totally agree, but this has been a tough week. I've had a dessert every night and um, that looks so good. Maybe I can bring it home for later or maybe I can get the recipe. So, you know, plan to kind of know who those people are, how you're going to handle that conversation. And I'll give you those two sort of in your pockets of I'd love some for later, or can I get the recipe, which again, makes people feel like their food is valued and lets you appreciate it without necessarily eating it. Okay. So another common question, like, okay, Dr. Frankavilla, that plan sounds great, but what if I show up to the event and I'm planning to stick with my plan and there's nothing I can eat there, right? Maybe you're doing a plan, like I suggest, where you eat a lot of vegetables and there is not a vegetable in sight. Or maybe you are doing a plan where you are cutting back carbohydrates and this is a pasta dinner with breadsticks and cookies for dessert, right? What do I do if there is no good food option at the event I'm going to? This is where that planning ahead can be really helpful. So if you know the event is going to be food that you don't really want to eat, it's not a good fit for you. You could eat beforehand. You could eat a small portion of that food. 
or you could bring your own food depending on the type of event. So if it is a get together at someone's house, you can be a wonderful guest and bring something for everyone to enjoy, like a nice salad or a veggie tray with hummus or chili or whatever is a good fit for what you're doing nutrition wise, bring it to the party, and then you can enjoy the food that's a good fit for you. If it's at a restaurant or some sort of other setting, again, that might be something where you eat your balanced, healthy meal beforehand and just have a small portion or something at that party. Okay. So those are some options for when it's not a good fit for you, but you're trying to stick with plan. Now, a lot of times you can stick with whatever your plan may be by just being a little bit picky, right? You might have to ask the waiter for certain things at a restaurant, or you might have to just pick and choose what you want from a dinner so that it is the foods that fit your plan. And don't be afraid to do this. You know, if people really care for you and want you to enjoy the holiday, they should let you enjoy it your way. All right. Challenge number three that comes up for my patients. They'll usually tell me about this after the fact is that they had the dinner. They feel like they did pretty good. And then it got to say dessert and they were like, and there was cheesecake. And I used to always love cheesecake. And I went to take a bite and it just, it didn't hit the spot that much. I don't know if it's the medicine. I don't know if it's my tastes have just changed. I don't eat that much sugar anymore. And I took a couple bites and it just, it didn't feel like something I wanted anymore, but I still ate the whole thing. So sometimes we get stuck in our old habits, things that we used to like, things that used to seem special to us. You know, we couldn't enjoy the holiday without it. A few years ago, my sister kind of as a joke, bought me a box of those little Debbie Christmas tree cakes. So it's like white cake with white frosting and it's like coated in white chocolate or something has sprinkles on it. And we loved those things in like elementary school. I mean, we'd fight over the last one in the box and we ate a ton of them. So she she got them for me and actually recorded myself. Maybe I'll try to find the video trying one of these things. This thing that I loved, you know, 25 years ago is it was a special treat. I couldn't get enough of them. And I didn't like it anymore. Go figure. I'm a little bit older now, right? I've tried some new stuff that I like better. So when you find that you don't like something anymore, when your tastes have changed, don't feel like you have to eat it anymore. It's okay to grow and change. Your palate may change. You may find that you actually like eating vegetables now. You may find that you don't like some of those sweets or treats or heavy, rich foods. Maybe green bean casserole just doesn't suit you anymore. That's okay. It's okay to change and enjoy the holidays, enjoy the event, enjoy your family without necessarily enjoying some of those foods that are not serving your health and that you don't enjoy anymore. If you still enjoy it, by all means, have some, have some in moderation. But if you don't enjoy the food anymore, stop eating it, okay? All right, next challenge that a patient will come to me with this time of year Doc, I feel like I'm doing great, but I keep getting all this food as presents. People are bringing me cookies. I've been getting boxes of chocolates. What do I do with all this food I don't eat anymore? This is tough because it is hard to get rid of gifts, right? We feel like this person really put thought into it. They were trying to demonstrate how much they cared and appreciated us. And throwing it away feels really rude, ungrateful, wasteful. So what do we do? So One thing you could do is re-gift this food, pass it on. Maybe if it's something homemade, you bring it to the office, let other people choose if they want it. If you're just getting too much, it's too much at once, you could do that trick again of 
freezing it, right? Saving it for later. Maybe you'll forget about it. Maybe it'll be freezer burned by the time you get back to it and that's okay. Or maybe you'll be able to enjoy it in March when there's not quite as much treats around, but that can be a trick to delay it so that you're not eating so much all in one time period. And you can also throw it away. If it's a food that is not serving your goals, it's okay to throw it away. This is one of the most challenging things for a lot of my patients. And this is one of the few things I like to say is a Dr. Frankavilla original. Okay. Most of the things I have learned from my patients, I have learned from books, I have learned from my colleagues, I have just learned from science. But this is a mindset thing that I had never heard anyone mention in the last 10 years ago when I started saying it, which is it's just as wasteful to put something in your body that it does not need as it is to throw it away. So if you are finishing your plate or you're eating all the cookies someone gave you because you don't want to waste it, putting it in your body when it is only negatively affecting your health, negatively affecting your blood sugar, negatively affecting your weight, negatively affecting how long you might live on this earth is still wasteful. Okay. You are treating your body like a garbage can. So it's okay to put that food in the garbage can. If it's not serving you, if you're not enjoying it, if you don't need it, if you don't want it. Okay. Just because someone gave you that food, it is not your obligation to eat it. That's a huge mindset shift. We're going to talk more about that in the future because I'm sure a few of your brains just went like, because I have seen it happen in front of my patients, uh, right in front of my eyes when I've had that concept before. So if you are getting gifts of food that you don't want, it is okay to pass them on. It is okay to save them for later in the freezer. It's also okay to throw them away. All right. Challenge number five. I think this is a challenge for just about everyone, which is what to do with leftovers. So leftovers can be great uh, when we're meal prepping, making food for ourselves, having extra food just lets our week go by a lot smoother. But sometimes with the holidays, they can be foods that are not foods we want to be eating over and over again. So if you were the host, this is a fantastic time to be generous, pass those foods on to someone else who may be at a different point in their health journey. Maybe they can share them. Maybe they need them. Pass those on to someone else, right? So if you're the host, feel free to pass on the food that you don't want to someone else. If it's food maybe you want, but you don't want it right now, you're worried you're going to eat too much of it. It's not a good balance for you right now. Again, that freezer is there. Go ahead and freeze that food. You can bust that out again in a few months. And if it goes bad in the meantime, that's okay. It's just as wasteful to put it in your body when you don't need it as to throw it away, right? So you can freeze it for later. You cannot take those leftovers. If you're the guest, just be like, oh, I don't know if I have any room in my fridge. Oh, we're going to be traveling a lot. We're going to be out of town. I don't know if we'd use it. I don't want to waste it. You know, you don't have to an obligation to take that food on. Or again, if you do, you can freeze it. You can throw it away. It is not your responsibility to take care of food for other people. And then if you do have food around, maybe you live with other people and maybe the other people in your household want those leftovers, right? This happens in my household. We just had Thanksgiving a couple of days ago and my husband was literally training my little son how to make puppy dog eyes so that his uh, his grandmother, my mother-in-law, would give him some leftovers to go home with because my husband was the one who wanted them, right? So what can you do if there's food in your house that is maybe tempting for you, a trigger for you, but it's not really your food or someone else insists on having it there. And the best solution for, for that food, for those leftovers or those extra cookies or whatever it may be, is to keep them out of sight. 
if we have a food, it's the first thing we see in the refrigerator when we open it, or it is right on our counter, we are much, much more likely to eat it. I see it every year with my kids with their Halloween candy. If it is on the counter, they're asking me nonstop, mommy, can we have Halloween candy? Mommy, can we have Halloween candy? Second I put it away in the cabinet, it is like disappeared to them. Okay. So you can do that to yourself. If it's cookies or cake or something like that, put it in the fridge, put it in the cabinet, someplace where it's not right on the counter, just asking to be eaten. Same thing. If there are healthier foods you want to keep in your fridge, your regular foods, keep those up front where you can see them. Maybe tuck those leftovers behind where you really have to think about getting them out to eat them. Okay. So those are some tips for your leftovers. Okay. That felt like a lot. So we went through the steps today where you are going to set a realistic goal. You're going to stick with your plan as much as possible. You're going to plan for your fun. You're going to kind of schedule it out. Think about what you want to do to really enjoy the holidays. And you are going to go out of your way to stay active this time of year. All right. Homework time. So if you were, you know, in our clinic, we would give you a little worksheet to do for this, but you can just go ahead and grab a piece of paper or jot this down in your phone. Okay. So the first thing I want you to write down is what would make you proud on January 1st. Okay. You may have all sorts of different goals. Maybe your goal is to have lost any weight, even if it's half a pound. Maybe your goal is to have maintained your weight. Maybe, you know, you normally gain 10 pounds over the holidays and you're like, I just want to gain two, right? If I, if I gain less than five, I'll be happy. What would make you proud on January 1st? Maybe it's not about a number. Maybe on January 1st, you just want to know that you stayed active. Maybe you just want to know that you only had dessert a couple of times or that you stuck with not eating sugar if that's how you're eating right now. Maybe you want to know that you still ate vegetables every day, right? So you don't have to have a number goal, but what would make you proud on January 1st? Write down, next, write down the two or three holiday treats you're going to enjoy in moderation, okay? And then the rest, just think of as not your food. So if someone brings amazing brownies to work or there is a surprise, you know, potluck at work or whatever it is, you know, or, or someone's pushing a cookie on you, it doesn't even look that great that's not your food. Okay. You don't have an obligation to eat it. You already picked out what you're going to do to enjoy the holidays. You don't need to worry about those. All right. Next thing on your sheet, this is number three on your sheet is going to be pick, you know, the one or two events where you're going to celebrate. You're going to pay a little less attention to balance, pay a little less attention to, you know, your food plan, and you're going to enjoy that event. And then you're going to stick to the plan the rest of the week, right? So if you have, you know, an elaborate dinner with roast and mashed potatoes and creamed corn and creamed spinach and rolls and pumpkin pie or whatever it is, mac and cheese, all these things, right? Have that meal, but you don't need to keep having the leftovers, right? You don't need to have the same meal the next day. Maybe you don't have another really heavy brunch or something the next day to celebrate again. Like, Plan a little bit how you're going to enjoy this. So pick the one or two events that are the most important that you're going to enjoy the most to just celebrate, relax a little, and then stick to your plan the best you can for the rest of the month. All right. Last thing is I want you to weigh yourself tomorrow morning. Now, I know that the scale is triggering for some people. So if you are one of those people, then do not weigh yourself. 
Okay. If you do not weigh yourself on a regular basis, if the scale is very upsetting to you, if you have not had an opportunity to work through your relationship with the scale, then this advice is not for you. But if you are someone who normally weighs yourself on occasion, this is a great time of year to weigh yourself. And what I want you to do when you weigh yourself is don't judge the number. It's just the number. It's just your baseline. That way you know where you're starting from. But if you don't know where you're starting from, then you don't know, you know, what has happened over this time period. So I would recommend if you weigh yourself weekly, keep weighing yourself weekly this time of year. If you're one of the people who weighs yourself daily, keep weighing yourself daily. If you normally weigh yourself pretty randomly, pretty intermittently, maybe just, you know, once a month, once a week, whatever, this is a good time of year to maybe be a little more consistent with that because then you can see if, if things are adding up to too much or not, right? If you're being a little lax, you know, enjoying the treats a little too much, having a little too many heavy meals, missing the gym, not getting sleep, not getting rest, not doing all your self-care, and the scale has gone up five pounds by December 15th, that's helpful information. You don't need to stress out. You don't need to, you know, stop eating. That's just feedback, right? Okay. Yep. I've had five peppermint mocha frappuccinos and I said I was just going to have one Yes, it is adding up, right? So just use it as feedback. And that way you also can see how things went when January 1st comes. Again, if you're someone who doesn't weigh, if weighing stresses you out, if it is not a good fit for you, then you know, don't take that advice. All right, so on your sheet of paper, you should have what is gonna make you proud on January 1st, your two or three holiday treats that you want to enjoy, your one or two events that you know, you're know you really gonna just enjoy and not necessarily stick to a specific nutrition plan. And then if you are someone who weighs yourself, get a weight tomorrow morning as your baseline so that you know what is going on. All right, well, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. Happy holidays. I hope that you learned a ton, have some great plans. If this was helpful for you, please share it with someone else that you think it would be helpful for. You know, I can only help a couple hundred people a year in my clinic and I um, have so much to share with you after everything I've learned working with my patients. And this is definitely something um, that I have been doing for the last 10 years with my patients that has been super helpful. So that is the holiday plan. I hope you have a wonderful time. Enjoy things in moderation and And I will see you again next week. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Francavilla show, where we learn about all things related to weight and health. If you love this podcast, make sure to leave those five-star reviews and share this podcast with a friend or loved one. If you have a topic about weight and health you want me to tackle, head over to the website, thedrfrancavillashow.com to submit your questions. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss next week's episode. Take care.